Howdy, Pilgrims. Welcome back to Venture Pill. On this week's Dose, we have a special compilation of short street interviews from South by Southwest this past week. Brandon and I have been embodying the boots-on-the-ground mindset this year, looking to connect with more Pilgrims and future Pilgrims and grow the podcast and the brand. What better place to do that than on the streets of South by Southwest in Austin, which were filled with incredible founders, investors, and creatives from all over the world. And when I say that, I mean every other person we spoke to was from outside the U.S. So that was super fun. This week's episode will be part one of a two-part series. So check out the show notes on this episode for more information on the people and companies included today. And with that, let's dive on in. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news, and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. Here Sunday at South by Southwest, we wanted to hear a little bit about what brings you to town and tell us about your startup. Uh, so I'm a speaker. I speak this morning about how creators in Latin America can create income and inclusion. And I came from Brazil. I built this startup, it's not a startup anymore, that teaches people how to deal with their own money. So we create inclusion. We talk to 25 million people every month in Brazil. And now we are changing from a content-based company to a fintech. We call fintech tech because our goal is to impact people, changing the way they deal with finances. So we are creating a, in a transactional platform using AI to show people what's the, the best product in financial market uh, in real time. Finpact Tech, you heard it here first, folks. That's a great term. We're going to be using that one. So talk to us. You were telling us a little bit before the interview about the educational component of, of the company. What, what does that mean to you? Is it, is it like really a, a meaningful mission to the company to educate financial uh, literacy in the country in Latin America? Yeah, I think it's for, for everyone because we were not prepared to deal with a so simple tool. Money is just a simple tool but it has a lot of behavior and emotions coming around and bias and uh, rumors that sometimes you, you get stressed thinking about money. But if you can take the stress out of the equation, uh, so this is what we do. And we also use entertainment to do this. So we create reality shows, we have a podcast, we have um, uh, a lot of creators. I am a creator also, but I, I try to put a, more people inside the, our ecosystem so we have more voices talking about money in their own way. So the um, uh, financial literacy point, it's, it's the key that opens people's minds so they can not only learn, but because money is, is a kind of second language. You 
you like English is your first language. Yeah. It's not mine, as you can see. <laughs> Uh, but money, it was my like my, my second language. I started with Portuguese and then with money. I saved money since I was eight years old. So when you have this kind of fluence in, in money language, everything becomes easier. Definitely. Well, tell us a little bit. We're curious about different startup ecosystems. What is it like in Brazil? Were you raising uh, venture capital money to grow the startup? Was it more of a bootstrapped company? My company is a bootstrap company and uh, now eight years after start we are we will raise for the first time. We were very fortunate and very successful in the this first moment of, of the company and now we, we have to change the way we think and raise uh, raise some some money with impact uh, venture capitalists. This is the something different from what we we are doing but all over the world is the same path for startups so in brazil is the same thing there is this uh, very wealthy ecosystem and it's starting to to grow like we like three years or four years ago we were always looking outside like oh the venture capital outside um, brazil and now we have a very strong uh, ecosystem of venture capital inside Brazil also. Yeah. Wonderful. And last question for you. Um, we understand that at less than 2% of venture capital funding goes to women. And so for our women listeners out there, what advice would you give them if they want to become a founder or maybe they want to get involved in the world of entrepreneurship? Yeah, first of all, we have to ask ourselves um, why. Why is that? It, are we uh, putting our feet on entrepreneurship in startups or we are like men this, the same I don't know how many women are in the ecosystem I don't know this 2% is because it's less uh, women than men or because like men in venture capital doesn't want to put money in women uh, uh, corporate or, or 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 company maybe a little bit of both yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's not maybe. it's not all black and white yeah. but what but how yeah, yeah. how but would you inspire women to get into entrepreneurship uh, I would say um, we have all the tools and maybe more because uh, women have this kind of connection with the clients which for me is the key to success to be successful in your business when you create something that real that really change people's lives, when you create something that it's not only to sell to a venture capitalist, it's not like a uh, pyramid scheme, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or a, a widget or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you are creating something that really have some value, and I think women have this kind of connection with other hearts. You know, it's like this sixth uh, sense that we have, and never be afraid of. Uh, put your value like uh, I I earned that and yes I am raising money and yes I will make a lot of money on that yes and I will become very rich yes you know yeah you don't have to be afraid of saying that uh, loudly and with this kind of freedom like it's okay to be rich bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with that we cut it cut it up <laughs> all right we're out here at south by southwest with our good buddy luca luca tell us a little bit about yourself what you're excited about for south by yeah man uh, i'm luca originally from bcross romania but i've called austin home for the last seven years now which is longer than like 
most of the population <laughs> yeah. of the city at this point. What am I excited for at South By? I mean, honestly, it's just kind of a carnival that takes over the city of Austin. Like, it's great just stepping out of my apartment, walking 10 minutes and just wandering into shit and discovering things. Like, the first thing I ran into today was, like, the Shopify activation. They have this whole, like, made-up store. You get free shit. <laughs> they have brands like Feastables and Chamberlain Coffee and stuff. So excited to explore in my own hometown, hang out with some friends, and yeah. see, uh, see what the vibe is in general. Uh, I feel like big conferences like this can be very indicative of general vibes and like whether it's big companies and startups uh, and so I'm curious to see what that looks like this yeah, year. Yeah well last year was all web 3 NFTs everywhere what are you seeing like is it more AI this year what are you, what are you seeing? Yeah definitely not as much web 3 I'll yeah. tell you that um, I'm sure more AI stuff but I mean it's just day one that I'm walking around so I'm not super plugged in but granted still a ton, ton of events uh, some really good just like people in Austin accounts plugging events, RSVPs and stuff. Yeah. So it should be a fun time. should be a good week. Well, give us, and to wrap up this short interview here, give us like a startup we should keep our eyes, eyes out for. Maybe they're Austin-based, maybe not. Uh, so something you should keep an eye out for is I was hanging out with a good friend who works at Uniswap, which is a Web3 I like automated market maker firm and whatnot uh, out of Denver a week ago. And so they just released their new uh, Uniswap wallet. It's like their first wallet product. Uh, it's in beta right now. should be a good experience. I know they have some exciting new things in the works. So even though Web3 is down right now, there's a lot of cool people still building in the space. So look out for upcoming Uniswap products and look out for anything uh, zero knowledge, ZK related, because uh, that's kind of the, the hot button topic right now. What is zero knowledge? What is that? Yeah, uh, zero knowledge proofs are just called like ZK rollups usually is a way to compact more transactions onto the Ethereum blockchain. And so that's kind of the big fad right now, speak, sweeping a lot of both Web3 founders and Web3 VCs. So um, kind of, it's really cool. It's a result of literally like new mathematical discoveries that have come out of how you can verify that transactions have happened on chain. Sorry, that have happened off chain in a way that like you can trust it 100% and it lives on chain. So make something like Ethereum, which can be expensive to transact on, like a lot more manageable and a lot cheaper to use. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, talking to a few startups right now that are in the A16Z crypto startup school, and ZK is like kind of all the rage right now. So. Super cool. All right, we'll have to keep our eyes out for that. Maybe cover one of those companies on the pill someday. But Luca, thanks for hanging with us for a little yeah, bit. It's a pleasure. Good to see you. <laughs> all right, we are live here, South by Southwest, day two, here with Dr. Bell. Dr. Bell, yeah. great, great to meet you. We'd love to hear what brings you to town and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, absolutely. Um, so we're here in town. I'm from uh, Vanderbilt University, uh, from our Vanderbilt uh, Innovation Center called The Wondry. You take the word wonder and foundry and put it together, The Wondry, right? Mm -hmm. And so basically we are the Innovation and Design Center on Vanderbilt's campus. We do entrepreneurship, social innovation, making and emerging technology, advanced prototyping, Very and cool. Uh, innovation and design research. So we're actually here today because uh, we're part of a National Science Foundation program called ICOR. ICOR is where you, where we train innovators, faculty members, alumni, students, staff. We train these innovators, turn them into entrepreneurs, and they translate and commercialize deep technology from the university into the market uh, to create jobs, stimulate the economy, and create positive value change across the country and world and positive value change is the actual definition for innovation right um, so that's kind of what we do and what we did is we brought 12 participants here students and alumni um, and we are doing something called an I-Corps regional program so we're teaching them about value propositions customer segments and 
how to perform customer discovery. And they are actually out here in these streets and in the convention centers right now doing customer discovery, wow. right? Learning how, learning what the needs are with their customers, leaning, oh yeah, that was cool. Leaning through it, learning more about, um, learning more about what, how they can actually bring solutions of, of, of value to their customers. And then we meet with them almost every night, uh, teach them how to draw insights from those interviews. And then that's how they're able to take their innovations and actually create value that solves those needs. And that's how you create positive value change. Hell yeah. yeah. Sounds like you're, you're taking yeah. innovation to the next level, for it's, the next generation. Inclusive innovation is innovation optimized. And that's what we do in the Mid-South. That's what we do as part of i And that's what we do at the Wondery. Very well said. One more question for you. Oh, for sure. What is so, so many good events going on at South by Southwest. What's one highlight that you've had thus far? Oh, bro, you're throwing me the line. <laughs> um, gosh, there's just so much going on. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta summarize it down to one event. You can, you can list a couple. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll list it out to a moment, and this was a moment that we are, we had yesterday. Well, we'll talk about the conference, and then we'll talk about kind of something aside from the conference because it has a lot to do with the culture. So uh, we were in the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, talk yesterday, and you know. We're all pretty much Marvel fans, you know. Right now, I'm like, y'all don't hear it, but Mjolnir is coming, you know, across the country, and I'm about to catch it. We'll, we'll do that later. <laughs> but we're big, like, uh, we're big Marvel fans and stuff like that. So we went to that, and this cool moment happened where the uh, the teleprompter went down, like technical difficulties. And so he's standing there, and you can kind of tell like the script is off, and then you just kind of see him change, and he just starts ad libbing. Like he's like, look, the teleprompter's down, so I'm gonna do my own interviews. And he started interviewing people from the crowd. And just being able to see someone be so comfortable in interacting with people um, and creating like that positivity in the room was awesome to see. And that positivity is kind of infectious all over the place. Totally. And then, you know, we've got the interactive pass, but we've been doing like other stuff. So we as a team kind of went out last night and we went to, over to the film place. We went and got some dinner and just kind of like formulating that camaraderie, like that, that kind of bonding yeah. and kind of this sort of environment where everyone's here to meet people Everyone's here to discover and learn new things. Man, just having that sort of laughter and joy, that's what this is all about. Totally. We were just talking about how contagious the vibes are out here. It's, it's really awesome. You know, you, we got to be careful with that word, but in this, sort of, <laughs> in this sort of environment, that's what we're about. You're right. One more, one more question for you. Oh, oh yeah. Tell, and, tell us know, about your shirt. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it says, innovation is contagious. Pass it on. Vines is actually one of our student innovation groups, and we actually have some uh, some students that are here with us that are representing Vines. And so, you know, uh, innovation isn't just limited to like one group, man. Innovation is for everyone. Yes. Um, and everyone should feel like they have the creativity, the power, and the wherewithal to create positive value change, man. That's what we're here to do. Well said, man. One more. What would you say is the single? I know it might be hard to oh, boil man, it down. You, <laughs> All right, you can list a few again. What are some of the most important skills for tomorrow's innovators to hone in on? Okay, so the most important thing is that you truly need to understand your customer's needs, right? The first step in the design thinking process is empathy, right? Empathy. Yes. Um, that's why inclusive innovation is so important because when you have a team of people and they're coming from different backgrounds and different expertise and different lived experience, they can empathize with the customer or with the purpose uh, or with the person on so many different levels. You know, that's why we say it's in inclusive innovation is innovation optimized. It's because you can empathize and truly under under understand those needs and, um, and, and truly align yourself both emotionally and mentally 
with those people's needs so that you can actually innovate the right solution. So that's step number one, like you, know, you have to be able to understand the needs of your customers, understand the needs of your users who you're trying to develop your solutions for. That's number one. Number two, you've got to act compassionately, right? And the way you can act compassionately, compassion is, a, is, is actually defined as empathizing with someone, recognizing their suffering, and then going and deciding to do something about it and doing it. So the next step is, is acting compassionately. What is the actual solution that can, yo, that was, see, we, you, know, we, you know you're spitting facts. You know you're spitting facts when the animals start lighting on you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, you have to you have to really uh, you have to really truly try to be compassionate about the solutions and really come up with um, ideas. And that's why we're doing that's what we're doing. Icor, like, what are these all these research? How can we use that to actually solve problems with real people? And that's the second thing. It's like, how can you utilize technology that exists to solve a unique problem for this person? and end their suffering. So number one, you gotta have empathy. Number one, you gotta move compassionately because innovation is compassion. Hey, very well said. I know you got somewhere to be. We'd love to have you here all day, but appreciate you taking the time. The Wondry's on Instagram, the Wondry's on, on, on TikTok. Oh yeah. Uh, the Wondry's on LinkedIn. We, are, we all have our own pages too. Hit us up on LinkedIn. Yep. If you just put Wondry Bell, that just, it'll show up. And then you can find all of us. You see our faces. You can find all of us, and we're here to really connect with anyone who's trying to come up with ideas to help people. That's, that's what we're all about. You, you talk the talk, and you certainly walk the walk as well. Pre appreciate your time, Dr. Cool, Bell. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Good to meet y'all. So, Dr. Bell, you yeah. insisted we bring Dina out here. Insisted. Please tell us a little bit more. If you were giving a very hype promo tape for her, and then we'll cut, sure. to, and then we'll cut to Dina. Yeah. Look, let me tell y'all something right now. Yo, this is Dina Metter. And I'm going to tell you what happened last week. She is the first woman on earth in all of history to raise $1.5 million in eight hours. And not only did she do it on, in eight hours, she did it on International Women's Day. Epic, iconic, insert all of those words there. Let's, I'm gonna turn it over to Dina, let her tell you more about what she did. Please, Dina. Yeah, hey everyone. So you know, if you gotta raise money for your startup, so I run a company called Couture Technologies. We provide virtual fitting, virtual try-on solutions. If you gotta raise money, why not make it fun? Um, so we decided we were going to do it in eight hours and do it on International Women's Day to really spread that message that women can raise money. We have amazing startups and we can do it in the South. Oh yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a message we can all get behind. Yep. Real quick, if you'll indulge us here, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges facing your startup right now? Ah, so we are in that phase where we were in stealth mode for about three years, um, just started rolling out into the market. So we're in a transition phase. We're going from R&D to serving customers. Our first customer is a billion dollar uniform company. So we went straight wow. into the big time. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um, one thing we like to see if it is if the people we interview have any other startups that we may not know about that they think others should know about. Yeah. So, with, so you pick one, I'll pick one. Perfect. Yeah, so we have a couple of Vanderbilt student, now alums, um, they're a couple years out of undergrad, that started an energy company called Xeno Power. So if you don't know them, they're just a couple years out of undergrad, but they were just valued at $100 million. Wow. So we're really, really proud of them. Can you, can you tell us just a little more about what they do? Yeah, so it's around using um, nuclear waste um, for battery power. Wow. Yep. All right, say no more. That's awesome. Yo, we have another startup called Indoshunt. Um, they're actually going to be pitching in the, pitch in the Heartland pitch competition. And so and it's, it's really important for us because they were actually in undergrad when they first started down their entrepreneurial journey. They went through our i regional programming, and within one year, they had a founded company 
that raised funds from the government. So they were a government-backed startup. Basically, they have a very innovative surgical solution uh, that helps surgeons um, be able to perform surgery better. Uh, and the next step with that is that it also provides patients the capability to recover faster from the surgery. Um, so that's one of our teams that we have actually, well, both teams. Remember, we showed you Kyle's shirt. They're both actually in the uh, launch incubator in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the street from campus. So definitely look up Indoshunt. Definitely look up Xenopower. They're, they are truly created, creating positive value change in the world. So There you have it. Thank you both. Two new startups for us to track. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we're out here on Sunday at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. It's Elena's first time in Austin, and we want to hear a little bit more about what brings you to South by. Um, I'm here uh, to represent Tumultum Games. It's a mobile games publisher right out of uh, the MENA region, the Middle East. Uh, we're a company based in Jordan, and we um, localize mobile games for the Arabic-speaking market. Very cool. And so what kinds of stuff are you doing here at South By to get the word out about the company? We're just networking, going to sessions, um, focused on gaming and tech, meeting so many people. There are so many people here. It gets a bit overwhelming, but um, trying to meet as many people as possible to just get the name out on Tamaltum and Jordan as a whole and trying to get um, investments going into the region and the country and the company. Yeah, so we're curious. Tell us a little bit more about the startup ecosystem in Jordan and maybe just generally in the Middle East. It's actually booming. It's doing really, really well. There are so many cool startups happening um, that are getting invested and funded by international companies. We recently got um, a Series B investment by Crafton, who is uh, the developer of PUBG, the, you know, the mobile game PUBG. So the developers of PUBG, Crafton, uh, led a Series B investment round in Tamaltum um, of December of 2022, I think, yeah. Okay. Congrats, yeah. congrats, that's huge. Yeah, what we do on the show oftentimes is we'll cover companies that recently raised a round, and so that's super yes. exciting, yes. congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, what is one, a little bit outside of startups, what is one thing you were expecting to see in Austin that maybe was a little bit different than what you heard? Um, it's my first day, so not oh. much has been different, um, but I mean, it's, it's honestly, the people here are super nice and um, my expectations have been met and, and again, exceeded, so I'm super, super happy about that. And the music, obviously, I'm super excited for that as well. Yeah, the any here is, is big. Any uh, specific events or maybe musical artists that you're looking forward to seeing while you're here? All of them. The list is really massive. My friend right there, um, Fuad, also is a startup guy from Jordan. Um, he represents Moksam, his, his company. Um, and we're just here to, to figure things out. It's just the first day. We're still jet lagged, yeah. so we kind of need to like schedule everything. Um, but yeah, super, super excited. Well, welcome and thanks for coming on the show for a little bit. Check out Tamaltum. Tamaltum. We will link that when we when we post about it. Thanks so much, Elena. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little okey, okey, dokey. That's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do things different.